For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what, what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. The second reading is from John 15, verses 1 to 4, to be found on page 129 in the Pew Bible. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. This is the word of our Lord God. Has anyone here got stuck in traffic before? <laughs> it was actually quite awesome. I went to Port Elizabeth about two years ago. And they said, this is rush hour. And I looked around. <laughs> okay. It was like four cars. So, so we've all sort of got stuck in, in traffic. Um, there's one, that uses, one guy here work, uses a bike so he doesn't get caught in traffic. Anyone else use a bike? No, not really. All right. Um, I was busy project managing quite a big build in Bantry Bay. And... Uh, I was sort of trying to, to sort out the situation between the owners and all the subcontractors and it was going to be a big meeting and uh, sort of, you know, you leave with the, a lot of time and I sort of gauged it right that it's 7 to 10. I was at uh, the, that strip of road that goes from uh, sort of Mooley Point to Sea Point Pools. You know, that beautiful one on the right hand side is the promenade and sort of I gauged it in 7 to, to 10. I was there. I was ready to get there. I had all the plans going off in my head. I was ready for, for the fights that were going to happen and, and I was ready to be defensive and do what I needed to do. And then suddenly, about four or five cars ahead of me, there was uh, two people that had uh, got into an accident. One wanted to get into the parking area and had come from the wrong lane and knocked the other one. And so they stopped to swap information. But as uh, logical people would do, they would park one in front of the other. These people weren't that logical. They parked one next to each other, which meant that they had closed off the road. And this is at 7 minutes to 10. And so here I am. I sort of gave it about a minute, two minutes. Nothing changes. There was still fighting and, and swearing going on in front of me. And so I was getting angry. I knew that I had to be at this meeting. I knew that I had to take control. And I just started seething. You know how a pressure, pressure cooker starts? And then just starts, starts, starts. I had got to point number five. I was in the red zone. I was not a happy monkey. So I, stood, I, I sat there and I was just getting more and more stressed, more and more tense. 
And I, you know, if I had the superhuman strength, I would have got out of the car and picked up those two cars and thrown them out the way and got off to my meeting. But I couldn't. And so eventually I just sort of threw my head back and looked up into the top of my car and said, Lord, what are you trying to do? And so after about three or four minutes, I looked off to my right and it was one of those perfect Cape Town days where the sea was completely flat and people were walking their dogs and having a jog and kids were playing up and down the, the, the fields. And I thought, you know what? Life goes on. And somehow they seem to know the quality of life that I am not experiencing right here, right now. And it was almost like God tried to put things in perspective for me. He said, you know what? I have given you so many blessings. You could get out of your car right now and go and enjoy things. And really, how much would you have robbed yourself of if you just sat here a while and looked out on things and gained a bit of perspective? I was lucky enough to eventually at about quarter past ten get into that meeting, but my whole attitude had changed. My whole perspective had been thrown out, and so I was able to deal with it a lot more maturely, a lot more sort of unemotionally, and uh, be able to try and sort out these issues. But God sometimes makes us slow down when we cannot think, cannot change the things that are in front of us. And so last week we looked at serenity, we looked at where does it come from, we looked at how does it feel, and today we're going to be looking at that incredibly tough situation of accepting the things that we cannot change. Accepting the things that we cannot change. So our reading for this morning came from, uh, from Paul's letters to the Philippians, and here he is in the middle of a prison cell with four walls confining him into this small area, not knowing if he'll ever get out, not knowing if he'll ever see the light of day. And somehow in the midst of this, he says these things, I am content. I am content if I have a lot or if I have little. I am content if I am hungry or if I'm not. I am content. In the midst of this circumstance, in the midst of this situation, how on earth can you be content? And then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm busy going, well, if you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you, why don't you tear down the walls? Why don't you get through the bars? Why don't you get yourself loose of the shackles if you can do all things? Because this modern situation, this modern way of thinking says, I can, I can. There is nothing that we cannot do. There is nothing that we cannot move. There is nothing that we cannot manipulate. We can do all things. But sometimes we can't. And so what do we do? Somehow he was content in not being able to do anything. And so that got me thinking, where does our peace come from? Where does our serenity come from? Where does that deep and inner surety of who we are and where our confidence is come from? And it comes from the relationship with God. First and foremost, if we don't have that relationship, if we are not rooted in God, if we're not growing through God, we are going to be discontent in whatever situation we have. And if there's something that we cannot change, it's just going to create more and more and more frustration, and eventually we will explode. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Because there is no way through some situations. 
But I could try and translate that into, I can endure all things. But it adds on, through Christ who strengthens me. Because I cannot endure all things unless I have Christ. Unless I understand who I am. Unless I have my attitudes, mindset, values, instincts similar to that of Jesus Christ. Because he was able to find contentment no matter what the situation. Paul was able to find contentment no matter what the situation. And you know what? Life happens. An accident will happen. Illness will set in. There will be a work situation that is untenable. There will be a situation that we just cannot move. Disappointments just seem to flow. There's, the world has sort of crumbled, uh, become very, very broken. There's circumstances that we just cannot stop. And so sometimes we lose hope. We lose sleep. We lose ourselves in the midst of these situations that we cannot stop. And then we say this prayer. Dear Lord, make it stop. Dear Lord, change my situation. Dear Lord, come and remove this from my path. Because that's the way we programmed. We are programmed to try and get the thing out of our way so that we can move on with our lives. And so my, most of my prayers go, Lord, if only I won the lottery, all of my problems would disappear. Oh Lord, if only I had a rich Greek royalty um, sort of great-grandparent that I didn't know about and left me 14 million US dollars, I'd be fine. And so we say, Lord, change my circumstances, change my circumstances. And sometimes God turns around and says, change yourself. Because we need to change in those situations. When there is something that we cannot change, how do we get out of it? How do we deal with it? Either we change or it stays the same. And so God says, change. You know, I love the, the story of Christ. And every time I read the Gospels, I'm so aware of how God would deal with situations. You know, the Romans had come in there and oppressed the Israelites. They had oppressed the Jewish nation. And yet somehow, with all of this power, Jesus doesn't try and dismantle them. He doesn't try and bash them. He doesn't try and, and break them down. He's able to deal with it. He deals with the situation, how? By changing himself. By changing his mindset. By changing his attitude. Love your enemies. He's saying, I can't change another person, but I can change myself. I can change my perspective, I can change my prejudice, I can change the way that I react. And in that way I can deal with that situation. So there's some situations that we actually have to really go back in time to deal with. The things like our regrets, like our past actions, like shame and guilt that we haven't dealt with. And some of those things we cannot change, but we need to deal with it. And the way that we deal with it is by changing ourselves. Now, if we go to Galatians and we read about the fruit of the Spirit, as we grow in Jesus Christ, as we become more rooted in who He is, these things start to grow inside of us. Things like patience. Now, can you imagine if you had patience in the middle of traffic? That's a fruit of the Spirit. I want lots of that kind of fruit. Patience, goodness, self-control. I'm, I'm hungry for that fruit. Self-control. Good, um, uh, faithfulness, 
kindness, peace, joy, love. Those are things that keep us content no matter what the situation. Paul was in the middle of this uh, cell, and you, and you read the, the letter to the Philippians, and what do you read? You read peace, you read joy, you read faithfulness, you read love, you read kindness, you read gentleness. And this is what he had growing inside of him, no matter what the situation held. That's what we need. That's the key to serenity. And so he made sure that his focus was on the relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we can change ourselves in the midst of this by just growing fruit, by keeping our roots into Jesus Christ. And you know what it says in John 15, that sometimes God has to prune us. It means that sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's not going to feel nice. But he does that so that we can develop more fruit. And so sometimes that thing that we cannot uh, change will prune us. It will strengthen us, though, and it will develop better fruit. I'll never forget uh, being sort of in my early 20s, and uh, I had started working with my father, and we had landed a fantastic multi-million rand uh, multinational contract with the JSC-listed company. And so we were secure, we were set, I was happy, I was peaceful, I was joyful, I was content, or so I thought. Money was coming in, work was going out, we were doing really well. And then one day in the financial section of the newspaper, we read that this company was not going to last. It wasn't going to last through another month, it wasn't going to last through another week. And suddenly we're going, what is going on? We phoned our lawyers and said, okay, can you start to do something because I'm a little worried about this. The next thing we hear is that all the employees had been sat down and said, you can pack up your stuff, you're leaving today. They had thousands of employees that had all lost their job over the, over the day. The sheriff of the court had gone in that day to take everything out of the shops which we were building. The carpets, the tiles, the joinery, the, the point of sales, the electrics, everything was taken out. And that was our money. That was our money that we had invested. And so I was in a state of shock. And so my first prayer was, God, do something. Inject multi-millions into this company to keep it afloat. Make sure that this liquidation doesn't go through. And you know what? Nothing changed. I couldn't change the situation. And so we had to deal with it. We had to go into liquidation. We had to lose our cars. We had to lose the business. And it hurt. And, it, and, and it, it drove me insane. And it frustrated me. And I felt like a failure. And I had really got into the state of depression. There were mornings where I'd keep the covers over my head and said, Lord, you know what? You can let the sun come up. You can let the sun go down. I am staying here. Because you did nothing. <laughs> And so I, I really did get into a state of walking around in my pajamas for weeks and going, you know, I've got no drive, I've got no desire, I can't go forward because what happens when the next situation comes along and I can't control it? I don't want to be back in this situation. And it took me months. It took me months to have a cell group that came around me and said, go back to who you are, go back to what God said you were, go back to the scriptures, go back and find the fruit that are inside of your life. And I had to get back to who I was and put everything in perspective. You know what? I hadn't died. I was not ill. I still had my family. I still had all the gifts that God had given me. I had all the skills still left inside of me. And God said, come back. Let me mold you. Let me use you. 
And it took a long time, but I got to that point where, you know what? That had sharpened me. That had made me stronger. That had um, sort of pushed those fruit that were very small and sort of growing into developed fruit. I had started to get things like self-control, like patience. I could find a bit of joy, a bit of peace, no matter what the circumstance. And for all of us, that's what happens. If we can't change the situation, why don't we let it change us? And we can develop the fruit that means that we are content no matter what the situation. So that's the one thing we can change, is ourselves. More like Christ. Develop that relationship and we can then come through those situations. We won't avoid them, we won't ignore them, we won't put our head in the sand and say it doesn't exist. But we can be content no matter what the situation. And the second thing that we can change is our path. Sometimes we head off on a path that leads to destruction. Sometimes we lead, go on a path that has been, we've gone on because of our own ego, because we think it leads to success, because um, we want to compete against other people, because we think that this will bring us um, material uh, possessions and material contentment. And sometimes we get to a point where we get to a boulder that cannot be moved. We cannot change it. And we say, God, but you put me on this path. Meanwhile, we hadn't ever listened to God. We never gone to the scriptures. We never listened to what the Holy Spirit was telling us. We did it because of our own desires. We did it because we wanted to do it. And again, God's plans are so much better than our plans. Why didn't we listen to him in the beginning? Many of those things that we cannot change will mean that we go back. We go and relearn the skills. Sometimes we've taken a shortcut where there was no path whatsoever. And God says, come back onto the path that I created for you. And so in that way, God will lead us beside still waters to green pastures where we will renew our souls, as it says in Psalm 23. That's where I want to get to. I want to get to that place where I'm on the path. And no matter how fast I'm going, no matter how many things are happening, I can feel content no matter what the situation, because I know this is the path beside still waters, beside green pastures that God has meant me to go on. I'm at that point at the moment and it, it took a lot of changing of paths. It took a lot of coming to a place that I could never change. But I'm finally on a path where I can feel content no matter what the situation. And so I know that I'm going to hit another place where I cannot change the circumstance. But that's just God's way of saying, I want to grow you. I want to prune you. I want you to be the best that you possibly could be. I want to give you strength so that you can deal with the smaller situations. And so that's our God. He's not concerned about our comfort. He's never concerned about uh, the circumstances that we deal with. He's concerned about us. And so instead of changing the circumstances, working from the outside in, because then we will change that circumstance, God is worried about us facing all circumstances. And we can face all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can endure all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so I want to say, don't just accept the things that you cannot change. Embrace them. Embrace the things that you cannot change. And I can tell you, it will forever change who you are. And that you can get to that point once again and say, thank you, Lord. For I'm becoming more like you. I'm gaining more fruit. And I'm going to be going on the path that leads 
to contentment. That is what I'm looking forward to. That every situation that we cannot change will bring a lesson that will make us more alive, living fully and abundantly in the life that God planned for us. I remember walking my dog once, and um, we were sort of walking in the very shallow uh, edge of the beach. And uh, you sort of don't concentrate because I was just making sure that she was walking in a straight line. And so as I turned to my left, I saw this wave come at probably just over waist high. And, you know, I, I try to dress up for the beach. You know, I don't wear my Speedo, which uh, is a good thing. But uh, I'm busy walking, and as I turn, the wave you know, sort of, it's about to come. And I thought I could deal with it elegantly and gracefully and sort of just say, come, wave. But I didn't. I sort of did a flamingo and I got on the one leg and I sort of crouched down and I squealed like a little girl and it hit me. And I was upset. I was frustrated. I was cold. I was wet. My favorite clothes were, were dirty and, and I had to still get to the, to the car and, you know, and I was really, really upset. But can you imagine if we could... Uh, deal with every situation and say, Lord, just bring it. Just bring it and let me be renewed. Let me be refreshed. Let me be changed. Let me be molded. Let me be more like you. Let me be able to just be strengthened. Let me have more fruit and just let that wave crash over me. Not running away from it, not ignoring it, not hiding from it, but just saying, Lord, bring it because I am strong in you. My foundations are firm in you and I know that I am rooted deeply in you. And in that way, I can do all things. I can endure all things. I can get through all things. I am content no matter what the situation. And I just look forward to each and every one of us having that testimony that I can endure all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, there are so many things that the world throws at us. Things that don't come from you, but come from the sinfulness that lies in this world. Lord, things like illness, things like economics, things like unemployment, things like uh, illness, things like death. Lord, those things keep on coming. And Lord, you were able to deal with each and every situation because you were linked to your Father. Because you could put everything in perspective. Because your attitudes were that of the Father. Because your instincts were that of the Father. Because your mindset was that of the Father. Because your priorities were that of the Father. Lord, I pray that we might link to you in that way. So that no matter what the world throws at us, we will stand firm and say, Lord, thank you that I am with you and you are in me. And I am growing fruit. And as I grow fruit, I become even more like you. Lord, as we become more like you, I just thank you that it is a life that is life-giving, that is life-sustaining, that is exciting, that is wonderful, no matter what the circumstances are. I can endure all things through Christ, who gave his life for me, who lives inside my heart, who is risen and sits at the right hand of the Father. Thank you, Lord, that I can become more like you. Amen. We call upon Cheryl to lead us in our intercessory prayer.